the month of Tishrei, to understand the meaning of the month and the number of the month, the zodiac of the month, the letter of the month, the tribe of the month, the limb and the attribute of the month, and also the permutation of the month. The month of Tishrei is the month of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the month of the High Holy Days. It's also the month of Sukkot and Simchas Torah, and all of this is encapsulated in the month of Tishrei. What does Tishrei mean? Tishrei means the word Reishis. The letters of Tishrei, if you rearrange the letters, spell out Reishis, which means the head. It's the head of the year. As the Al-Tarebbe says, we don't call it New Year, but rather the head of the year. Just like the head is the mitochondria of the entire body, the head gives direction to the entire body and vitality to the entire body. So too, this month and primarily the two days of Rosh Hashanah give vitality and direction for the entire year to come. Furthermore, the word Reishis is missing the letter Aleph. This is based on a pasuk in the Torah that the eyes of God are upon the land. May Reishis Hashanah ve'ad achres Hashanah from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. This is the hint of the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. We don't find the holiday Rosh Hashanah in the Torah. In the Torah it's called Yom Teruah, a day of the blowing of the shofar. But the word Rosh Hashanah comes from this verse, Meireishis Hashanah, from the beginning of the year. The Alter Rebbe asks the question, why is it that in the Torah the word Meireishit Hashanah, from the head of the year, until Achris Hashanah, the word Reishis is missing the letter Aleph. Aleph alludes to God, Alufei Shalolam, and at the beginning of the year, the Kabbalah tells us that there is a Siluk HaShchina, that God ascends from this world around the time when the women begin to light the Nerot of Yom Tif, the holiday candles. And after the blowing of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, God once again descends down into the world in a more powerful way, bringing new light and new energy and new vitality for the year to come. So therefore, Meresheus is missing the Aleph, implying how God goes up, is missing, until after the blowing of the shofar. Another interpretation of Tishrei is Tesher Yud, and that is the letters Tav Shin Reish equal 900. What is 900? 900 is the word Melech, king, times 10. This is the gematria found in the Bnei Yisachar. What is the concept according to Chassidus? That these 10 days, starting from Rosh Hashanah, up until Yom Kippur, is called Binyan HaMalchus, the building of God's kingship. And that is why in the prayers of these 10 days, we say HaMelech HaKadosh, the holy king, HaMelech HaMishpat, the king that judges. And all of the prayers throughout Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are connected with HaMelech, the king. And so the name Tishrei, Tesha Yud, means that the king Melech times 10 equals 900. Yud is 10, 
Ten times Melech is 900. Furthermore, the letter Yud also represents Bittol, which means supplication or self-nullification to Almighty God, that one gives themselves over as a servant before a master, one surrenders their ego to become God's servant and fulfill God's will. This is the idea of Rosh Hashanah by coronating God as king, we are therefore becoming God's servants. Another concept for Tishrei is that Tishrei equals 960. In other words, the word Tishrei, Tov, Shin, Reish, Yud, together with the Nekudis, together with the vowels, there are five dots in the vowels, the Chirik under the Tov and the Shiva under the Shin and the Tzedei under the Reish, each dot is 10, so therefore Tishrei, which is 910 plus 50, is 960. What is the meaning of 960? There are 960 hours from the beginning of Rosh Chodesh Elul until the 10th day of Tishrei. These are the 40 days that one prepares himself for the new year. And these 40 days are a transformation because the mikveh, which has 40 sa'a, if you add or count the amount of lugin in the mikvah, a lug is a smaller amount of measure, in a mikvah there's 960 sa'a, rather there's 960 lugin in 40 sa'a. What is the idea of a mikvah? Transformation. You go in impure, you come out pure. And the same is true, these 40 days are like a mikvah, a spiritual mikvah that through the study of Torah and through tefillah and through tshuva over these 40 days, one is transformed from one that is guilty to one that is now vindicated. So the idea of Tishrei represents not only the actual holiday of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, but the word implies that already 30 days before, throughout the month of Elul, we begin to prepare ourselves for the year to come. The holiday of Tishrei is the seventh month of the year. What does that mean? Even though we call this Rosh Hashanah the head of the year, but really it's the seventh month of the year. Why is the head of the year the seventh month of the year? Because the number seven Sheva is also soveya, to satiate. It is a month that satiates us with all the needs for the next 12 months. It provides us with Rosh Hashanah, which is a day of coronating God as king. In other words, the idea of Kabbalah's Eul Malchus to accept the yoke of God upon yourself. And therefore, every day by saying the Shema, we accept God as our king. It's also the concept of Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is tshuva, repentance. You don't need to wait until Yom Kippur to repent. But every day when you pray, you can repent. And then you have the idea of Sukkot and Simchas Torah with his days of joy. And again, you don't need to wait until Simchas Torah to be joyous. But rather, every day, Ivdu, as Hashem, Besimcha, we are supposed to serve God with joy. How does one acquire this joy? Through celebrating the holiday of Sukkot. So therefore, in essence, the 
month of Tishrei, the seventh month of the year, supplies us and satiates us with all the needs that we require for the year to come. And after the holiday of Tishrei, we take these pekalach, we take these packages with us into the 11 months. And any time we need a little bit more joy or any time we need a little bit of tshuva and any time we need a little bit of uh, the yoke of God, we open up these packages and we're able to supply ourselves with all of these needs. Not only is Tishrei the seventh month of the year, but Rosh Hashanah, the new year, is also the sixth day of creation. It's not the first day of creation, but rather the sixth day of creation. Why the sixth, not the first? Because the sixth day of creation is the creation of Adam and Chava, the creation of man. And the entire purpose of why God created the world was for the sake of man. That man should fulfill the Torah and the mitzvahs of God. On this day, Hayyim Haras Olam, the entire world trembles. Not only the Jewish people, for this is a day of judgment. God opens up the book of life for all humankind. On this day, God says, who will live? And God forbid, who will not live? And that is why the day of Rosh Hashanah is known as the day of awe. And these ten days are known as the days of judgment. When God judges our deeds of the past year to see whether or not we deserve another year. And this brings us to the zodiac of the month, which is Libra, which is the scale, Miznaim. What is a scale? You put the good deeds on one side, you put the bad deeds on the other side, and God weighs it. It says that if you're a tzaddik, if you're righteous in judgment, God gives you a year to come. If God forbid the opposite, then he takes away your life. However, when you have a scale, there's also a central pole. This central pole, this central balance is the concept of rachamim, is the concept of mercy, because even though sometimes the din, the judgment, or the gavura, the severity, will outweigh the kindness, this central pole has the ability through the idea of rachamim, of mercy, divine mercy, to bring about God's kindness and righteousness in judgment. And therefore, this will bring about a year of blessing and a year of success. How do we acquire this third aspect, this quality of rachamim, of mercy, of divine mercy? Even though according to the scale, the evil and the judgment has outweighed the goodness and the kindness, this is through the study of Torah, for Torah is called emes. Torah is called truth. And this concept of Torah is the attribute of teferis, the third attribute, which is also the attribute of rachamim, the attribute of mercy. And therefore, by through the study of Torah, one is able to access this attribute of mercy to bring about a victory in the divine judgment. And this is also underscored by the letter Lamit, 
which is the letter of the month. What is Lamid? Lamid has the gematria of 30. 30 alludes to kingship. There are 30 malot, there are 30 qualities in kingship. And furthermore, Yehuda, who was one of the tribes of Jacob, who was the tribe of the king, all the kings, David and Shlomo and Moshiach, will come from the tribe of Yehuda, of Judah. Judah equals 30. Yud, and then you have a hey, and a vav, and a dalit, and a hey. If you add up these letters together, Yehuda equals 30. So we see that the, the letter Lamid is associated with the quality of kingship, which once again is the theme of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. The idea of Anna Emloich to coronate God as king on Rosh Hashanah, which is one of the reasons why we blow the shofar. And to furthermore accept God's kingship upon oneself. Furthermore, we find a very interesting expression pertaining to the letter Lamid. In Kabbalah it says that what is the letter Lamid is Migdal HaPedach Ba'avir. The letter Lamid is like a castle that is flying in the ear or a tower that is flying in the ear. That is the letter Lamid. And therefore, according to Chassidus, this alludes to the level of Keser, the level of God's crown. Once again, the idea of kingship. A king needs a crown. And this idea is also implied on the holiday of Yom Kippur. And even before Rosh Hashanah. Before Rosh Hashanah, there's a custom which is called to be Matir Neder, to annul one's vows. And in Yom Kippur, we make a major, major service out of this. The highlight of Yom Kippur is the Kol Nidre. Many people who don't go to synagogue all year round will come on Yom Kippur to shul to hear the Kol Nidre. What is the idea of Kol Nidre? To nullify one's vows. This idea of nullifying one's vows, as it says in the Gemara, is Hetenidarim is Perchem to nullify one's vow is something which is flying in the air. That is the terminology that is given in the Gemara. What does that mean? Chassidah so says that it means that it comes from a level of keser. It comes from a level of crown. Why? Because according to intellect, according to Chochmah, you made a promise, you got to keep it. And therefore, if you violate, you deserve to get punished. That's Chochmah, that's intellect. However, by the fact that it's Perich Ba'avir is flying in the ear, the ears Ur Yud, the light of Yud, implying the concept of Yihiratsain, a level that is beyond the intellect, or the idea of Avir, wind, which is I nothing, it's not something which is tangible, implies the idea of Keser, which is the crown of God, which is the level of Ayin, the spiritual level of the absolute nothingness. And as it says, Chochma ma'ayin Where does intellect come from? It comes from a level of Ayin, which is beyond intellect, and that is the level of Keser, the level of God's crown. So the letter Lamid, being the tallest letter in the Hebrew alphabet, brings down this level of crown 
into the level of understanding and into the midot, into the attributes. What is the limb of the month? The limb of the month is mara, the gallbladder. It's interesting to note that the Rambam, who has 1,000 chapters in his Sefer Hayad, in his magna opus, says that he divides the entire Rambam into 83 different sections. Why 83? So the Rebbe explains that the Rambam was a doctor, and therefore we find in the Gemara that the, the Mara, the gallbladder, is called Machla. Machla means sickness. And the word Machla equals 83. And therefore, says the Gemara, by eating Pashachas, by eating bread in the morning and some water, one is able to overcome all of these 83 different types of sicknesses that is found in the gallbladder. The idea of Lechem is bread, is Torah. Torah is food. And therefore, by studying Torah, one has the ability to transform all the negative toxins and sicknesses to holiness and to blessing. And this is the connection between the 40 days, starting from the first day of, of Elul until the 10th day of Tishrei, that these 40 days, Moses was on Sinai for the third time, and on the 10th of Tishrei, he came down with the second tablets. And that is why these 40 days are dedicated to the study of Torah, and by doing so, God removes all illness from one individual. What is the attribute of the month? The attribute of the month of Tishrei is intimacy. As it says, Dishu Hashem bi the month of Tishrei is a time that God tells us, search out for God when he is found, call him when he is close. When is he found and when is he close? That is in the month of Tishrei. And that's why we come to the synagogue on the high holy days to get closer to God and have this intimate relationship with God. However, we find that the highlight of this holiday is the Ne'ilah service. What is Ne'ilah? Ne'ilah literally means to close. And many people translate this to mean that the doors of heaven are closing. However, the Rebbe explains that the word Ne'ilah means that God closes the doors around the Jewish people. In other words, we find that when the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, went into the Holy of Holies, he was there alone, he and God. And no one else was allowed to enter. As the commentaries explain, no one else, including the ministering angels, even they were not allowed to come into the Holy of Holies when the Kohen Gadol stood before God. The Kohen Gadol represented all the Jewish people. He and God and Yom Kippur are one. Today we have no holy temple. We are now the Kohen Gadol, we are now the high priest. And at the service of the Elah, which is the fifth service of the day, alluding to the fifth level of the soul, which is called Yechida, oneness and unity. At this time of Ne'ilah, God says to all his children, come in, come into my private chamber, come into the Holy of Holies, I will close the doors around you, and no one else is allowed to enter, only you, it's me and you. This is the intimacy between God and the Jewish people.
And that is the power of the seventh month of the year to take this level of intimacy and unity and oneness with God and to spread it throughout the entire year. What is the permutation of the month? As we explain that every month is called a month, it's called a chaydish, because every month is a new vitality, and that is the meaning of chaydish, which is chadash, new. It's a new vitality. And therefore, the letters of God's name are changed. It's a different permutation. And based on the permutation, that is the energy of the month. So what is the energy and the permutation of the month of Tishrei are the letters Vav, Hey, Yud, and Hey. Where do we find this in the Torah, the letters of Vav, Hey, Yud, and Hey? We find this in the book of Genesis, chapter number 12, verse number 15. There it says, Vayiru Oisa Sari Farai. This talks about the story of Sarah and Abraham going down to Egypt and how the servants of Pharaoh saw Sarah and they said she is beautiful. She is fit for a king. This is the Pasuk. And they saw her and they said that she is fit for the king. In other words, after 30 days of Elul, of Torah study, of prayer, of tshuva, which is hinted in the letter Tuf of Tishrei, which is Tuf Shari, by the fact that we do these things of Torah and Teshuva and Tefillah, all beginning with the letter Tuf for 40 days, because Tuf is 400. So for 40 days we do these things with our Eser, Kriches, and Nefesh, the 10 attributes of our soul, we become shari, we become clean, and we become pure, and we become righteous. And therefore God says, you are so beautiful that you are fit to be my wife. And even the sari padre, which means the ministering angels, who at the beginning perhaps were the district attorney, and they were trying to find fault in the Jewish people, they too come along and they say, no, the Jewish people, she is beautiful. And she is fit. As Rashi says on this passage, this person is fit to be the wife of the king. And therefore we are truly fit now that we make God our king. By coronating God as king, he now needs a wife. Who becomes the queen? The Jewish people. And therefore the permutation of the month of Tishrei is the letters Vav Hei Yud Hei, which now brings us to the tribe of the month, which is Ephraim. Ephraim means to multiply. Once God, who is the king, marries and comes together with the bride, the Jewish people, now you have Ephraim, you are blessed with the ability to multiply and therefore you are given all the blessings that you need, in a way that you can see, in a way that it is re revealed, and it's Ephraim, which means it multiplies in a big way, and therefore we are blessed with a Shana, we are blessed that with a year that is good, and a year that is sweet, 
And therefore God gives us everything we need, materially and spiritually, and the ultimate blessing, a year of redemption with the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days.